0: Camina Constantino, Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. For those of you watching us on Facebook and on YouTube, nice to have you with us today. We begin with the latest data on Philippine inflation. It has accelerated to a 21-month high in November. The consumer price index rose to 3.3 percent last month from 2.5 percent in October on the back of higher food prices following the agricultural damage caused by the recent typhoons. The latest print is above the Philippine central bank's forecast range of 2.4 to 3.2%. It is also the highest inflation recorded since February of 2019. The Philippines now also has the highest inflation rate among the major ASEAN economies. Storm hit Bicol region still logged the highest inflation rate in the country at 5.5%. Despite getting its forecast wrong for November, the Philippine Central Bank believes the country's average annual inflation will still settle within the government's target range of 2.4% this 2020. Central Bank Governor Benjamin Diokno explains the supply disruptions caused by recent typhoons, which led to the pickup in prices last month, are expected to be largely transitory. The sentiment is echoed by some analysts as well.
1: This is actually uh, much higher than expected uh, of the market, which is basically around two point six percent. I guess this is a one-off. Basically, this is more driven by the impact of the typhoons. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, in the coming months, that should slowly dissipate. Inflation will be somewhat limited for the next couple of years. You know, the uh, the uh, uh, COVID nineteen is really a, in a sense, a, a, a deflationary event because of the weakness in demand. And uh, many producers simply have very little uh, pricing power. Total uh, level of output in the economy, if we measure it by GDP in the Philippines, uh, probably doesn't get back to its uh, pre-COVID level until about uh, mid-2022. Just kind of a slow slog.
0: Philippine economic managers expect 2020 to bring the worst economic contraction for the country in over seven decades. From the previous forecast of a 5.5% drop, they now see the Philippine economy shrinking up to nine and a half percent because of the pandemic. Warren De Guzman reports.
1: The Development Budget Coordination Committee, composed of President Rodrigo Duterte's economic managers, expect the Philippine economy to contract by between 8.5 and 9.5 percent this year. The worst economic contraction on record, based on government data going back to 1947, was the seven percent contraction of 1984. The government previously expected a contraction of 5.5 percent, but that was rendered unfeasible after third-quarter GDP came in at negative 11.5 percent, worst among major ASEAN economies. Budget Secretary Wendell Avisado, however, is confident the economy will bounce back strong. Despite a
2: lower projection than what was initially adopted back in July of 2020, further relaxation of restrictions as we have improved... Our healthcare system capacity will keep our economy on the right track towards full recovery. Thus, GDP growth is projected to bounce back to reach 6.5 to 7.5% in 2021 to 8 to 10% in 2022.
1: The DBCC is confident enough to again dismiss calls for increased stimulus spending coming from multiple sectors.
2: There has also been evidence that uh, stimulus uh, spending, if it is not spent right, uh, does, really, uh, does not help the, uh, the GDP growth. For instance, there is one ASEAN country that spent in excess of 20% of their GDP as stimulus and yet their GDP dropped almost 19%. That is the same for another European country that spent 23% of their GDP and their GDP dropped by 21%. So there is no direct
1: relationship between stimulus and uh, GDP growth. The DBCC assures the public the stimulus government has planned will be sufficient to boost economic recovery. This includes the 4.5 trillion peso 2021 national budget, tax cuts under the Corporate Recovery and Tax Incentives for Enterprises Act, just passed by the Senate, unspent allocations from the 2020 budget and the Bayanihan to Heal as One Act two, and other pending reforms. Dominguez says the most important stimulus will come from beating the COVID-19 virus
2: the productive capacity of the philippines has not been damaged our economy is hobbled because of uh, restrictions on mobility but the productive capacity the educated people the uh, infrastructure we are continuously continuously building is there so the economy is just waiting for this fear factor to be removed more people to have confidence that they will not get sick. And this economy, believe me, is going
1: to boom. Private sector economists, lawmakers in both houses of Congress, and former and current members of the economic team are all calling for additional spending to support the post pandemic recovery. But not even the prospect of the worst economic contraction on record could get Dominguez and his team to loosen the government's purse strings. Warren de Guzman, ABS CBN News.
0: The global COVID-19 death toll hits one and a half million of that number. Half a million deaths occurred just in the last two months. And in the last week alone, more than 10,000 people died each day. As for the total number of cases, COVID-19 has infected more than 65 million people worldwide and counting. Experts say given the severity of this pandemic, it's far from over. Here in the Philippines, the number of cases has breached 435,000, with 1,061 new infections reported Thursday. The Philippine death toll now stands at over 8,400, while recoveries are close to 400,000. South Korea logged 629 new COVID-19 cases Friday, the highest single-day tally in nine months. Nearly 300 of the new infections were recorded from the capital Seoul alone. This is considered to be South Korea's third wave of infection, hitting just as its students took the most competitive high school examinations in the country Thursday. South Korea has recorded over 35,700 COVID-19 infections and a death toll of 529. As COVID-19 deaths continue to mount in the United States, experts are now warning of even deadlier days as Christmas approaches. We have this report.
3: U.S. deaths from the coronavirus reached their second highest level ever on Wednesday, with 2,811 lives lost, according to a Reuters tally of official data, one short of the record from April 15th. That marks two days in a row that the death toll has passed 2,000. A record number of people were hospitalized on Wednesday, nearly 100,000, and there were nearly 200,000 new cases reported. The sobering data came on the heels of a warning from Robert Redfield, the head of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, that the worst is yet to come.
2: December and January and February are going to be rough times. I actually believe they're going to be the most difficult time in the public health history of this nation.
3: Underscoring the crisis, the CDC on Thursday reported that up to 19,500 deaths could occur during the Christmas week alone. Besides the monumental loss of life, Redfield said the country faces the prospect of a health care system strained to the point of collapse. The contagion has now reached every corner of the country, with 90% of all U.S. hospitals in areas designated as coronavirus hot zones. End with the virus spreading on a much steeper trajectory than any previous wave of the pandemic. President-elect Joe Biden on Wednesday amplified the bleak forecast during a roundtable with workers and small business owners hit hard by the devastating economic fallout.
1: We're likely to lose another 250,000 people dead between now and January. You hear me? Because people aren't paying attention.
3: Redfield projected the total number of deaths could be close to 450,000 before February, adding that the U.S. could start losing around 3,000 people a day, roughly the same number that died in the September 11th attacks, and that that rate could continue over the next two
0: months. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres criticizes countries who reject facts about the COVID-19 pandemic. Addressing a special session of the UN General Assembly, Guterres said guidance provided by the World Health Organization should have formed the basis for a coordinated global response. Guterres meanwhile hailed the quick scientific progress on the development of a vaccine, but he also warned that the world would continue to fight the aftershocks of the pandemic for decades.
4: From the start, the World Health Organization provided factual information and scientific guidance that should have been the basis for a coordinated global response. Unfortunately, many of these recommendations were not followed. And in some situations, there was a rejection of facts and uh, an ignorance of the guidance. And when countries go in their own direction, the virus goes in every direction. The social and economic impact of the pandemic is enormous and growing. Thanks to the hard work and dedication of scientists and researchers from around the world, including those who are with us today, vaccines may become available within the next weeks and months. But let's not fool ourselves. A vaccine cannot undo damage that will stretch across years, even decades to come.
0: President Rodrigo Duterte renews his call for universal and and make that inclusive access to vaccines against COVID-19. In a video message to the United Nations early Friday morning, the president said all countries should get access to the vaccines once they become available to the public. He also urged all U.N. member states to boost the capacity of their health systems.
2: If any country is excluded. By reason of poverty or strategic unimportance this gross injustice will haunt the world for a long time. We cannot let this happen. No one is safe unless everyone is safe. Our first priority is to strengthen the capacity of health systems without a cure and a vaccine. We can only delay the spread of the disease while we reopen our economies. Life-saving services and products must be made accessible to the most vulnerable."
0: President Duterte also affirmed the Philippines' support for the global scientific initiatives of the World Health Organization, like the COVAX facility. He also said Manila would participate in the pooling of global funds and resources to combat COVID-19 worldwide. The Philippine government easing COVID-19 restrictions on gatherings. The country's COVID-19 task force is now allowing seminars, conferences and workshops and trade shows at 30% capacity of venues in areas under general community quarantine. The events may be held in restaurants and even make that in-event venues in hotels and malls. The tourism department and the trade department are set to issue the necessary guidelines for these events. The Philippines' COVID-19 task force now requiring all establishments in the country to adopt the Stay Safe contact tracing application. This is in line with the implementation of the Safety Seal certification program recommended by the Office of the Cabinet Secretariat. To get a safety seal, businesses, government offices and public transportation units must make use of the Stay Safe app and display its QR code in entrances. That way, users can just take a picture of the QR code instead of manually filling up contact tracing sheets. Authorities can also easily notify them through the app if a person they interacted within these places tests positive for COVID-19. Metro Manila's ban on minors inside malls stays to prevent a possible spike in COVID-19 cases. But there are exceptions. The Metro Manila Development Authority says children will be allowed inside establishments for essential trips like exercising, buying food and medicine, and paying a visit to the doctor. Penalties for violators will be determined by the local governments.
2: Of course there's always a gray area no. Na, yun nga yung sinasabi natin, may interpretation. Pa, kaya nga ang ng DOH, if you're in doubt, no, better sa caution side.
0: Meanwhile, Catholic churches in the Philippines are pushing through with the traditional dawn masses or simbang gabi leading up to Christmas Day. Metro Manila mayors have decided that curfew hours will be from 12 in the morning to 3 a.m. with churches serving at a 30% capacity.
2: We need na tong tong tetao ng spiritual blessing, no. Kaila oh, kailangan at alulalul na, na tayo mga Pilipino, mga tayo, magadjustal, no. But still, we need to protect. Even the churches are supporting this, no. You thirty percent, no. Kailan sila natatakot. eh.
0: Meanwhile, Cavite Governor John Vic Remulla clarifies only persons aged 15 to 65 will be permitted to visit shopping malls in the province during the holidays. Remulla previously said children aged 10 and above and senior citizens will be allowed to enter malls in Cavite if they are accompanied. The governor apologized for the confusion, saying he only made the announcement after the interagency task force said accompanied minors are allowed to go to malls in areas under general community quarantine. As the Davao region emerges as one of the Philippines' COVID-19 epicenters, private hospitals there are calling for more nurses. The health department's regional director, Annabelle Yumang reveals that more than 1,200 health workers in Davao are at risk because of the pandemic. Davao City alone recorded 92 cases on Thursday.
1: In enjoin talaga natin yung mga private hospitals to increase their
0: bed capacity to 20% and for the government hospitals to 30%. Heads up to Viber users, ABS-CBN News is offering a free sticker pack on the platform. Aside from breaking news and the headlines, Viber users may now download these new stickers consisting of phrases and logos associated with the Kapamilya network. The stickers can easily be used in vibrant conversations, helping people to speak their mind from expressing heartbreak, defending press freedom, to greeting someone a Merry Christmas the Cappamilio way. Download done. That'll do it for today. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back this newscast too on ANC's YouTube channel and on ANC 24-7 on Facebook. Keep safe, everyone. Keep it here on ANC.